You're listening to The Co Show, a father-daughter intergenerational conversation about the subjects that really matter. Welcome to The Co Show, the daddy-daughter chat show where we discuss aspects of life from opposite ends of the generational spectrum. I'm your co-host, Tony Co, Big Tone podcasting today from the gorgeous English village of Elmsley Castle in the Cotswolds, where my wife and I have moved to very recently, and we're absolutely loving every day here. It's fantastic. Today is a gorgeous day. It's already, we're in the morning, we're on Friday morning. It's already 28 degrees I'm sitting in my new home office, which is over our garage, and I'm going to say hello to my beautiful co-host, Tony. How are you doing, Tony? Hello. Good, thank you. How are you doing? I am, as you can probably hear, I'm pumped. You're starting to sound more and more like a radio plugger. (laughs) (laughs) I must say, it's, it's just, it's a huge change of life from London, but it's, I'm just loving every minute of it. Yesterday... Um, I went for a long walk around what we call the circuit. So we went up, up. So we're Breeden Hill is where well, our house is right next to Breeden Hill. In fact, I'm looking at it right now. Can I show everyone a picture of it? Let me just see. I've got a picture handy. So this is the view I'm looking at. How my, You probably can't see it very well, but that's I can see it pretty well. Yeah, you good, good, good. Because I did get a complaint from one of our listeners that I was showing too much of a boring space behind me. <laughs> <laughs> and not enough. Of, I, in fact, apparently I'm out of shot a lot. I'm sort of, you know, they could see the top of my head. So I'm going to try and be better about that and be, be a bit more professional. But I can't show you the view I'm looking at because if I do, the wire will come out of the, the, the Ethernet cable will come out and we will lose this connection. So that wouldn't be good. So I can't move it. We're getting what we're going to get Wi-Fi sorted out soon. So that will improve things. But anyway, that is a that's just a small part of the hill that you can see there. To that way, beh- behind the house is the big part of the hill, and uh, that's a, f- a famous walk to walk up there. So um, Kiki and I did it the other day, and it it was hard getting up there for her. It was it was okay for me because I walk a lot. She's not quite so into walking as I am. So uh, she found it quite hard getting up, up to the top and we, it took us about two hours to get around. So I decided to do it on my own yesterday and I said to her, I think I'm going to be able to do it in an hour. Wow, what's going on behind you? Oh, you know, just trying to make it more interesting <laughs> yes. for the... For yeah. <laughs> Betsy will be pleased at that. I will mention Betsy a, a bit more in a minute. But well, so I've lost oh, the top of my head. What? <laughs> That's what happens with those fake backgrounds. So it's anyway, I'm in the Bahamas. Oh, of course you are. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when I went up with Kiki, we the only way we found our way down because it's a it, you know it's it's not straightforward. It reminds me a bit of going on a skiing holiday. You know when you can't really see, you don't really know the way without following peace signs. Yeah. So. Uh, when we went the first time, it was pouring with rain. We followed a couple, and uh, we were following them. And eventually, they 
they just stopped at the side of the hedge. And we said, we hope you're going to continue going because we are following you. <laughs> we have no idea where we're going. And they said, well, actually, no, please don't follow us because our dog wants to play with you. And so we can't control our dog. So uh, they, we said, oh, sure, then, okay, fine. But can you just point us the way down back down to Elmley Castle Church? And they did that. And we went down and eventually we got to the, you've seen pictures of the, of the churchyard. Um, we got down there. Um, and we got home and it was, it was all fine. So yesterday I, I said, I'm going to do this in an hour. I went up, you know, I was really pleased with the pace I was going at, got onto the ridge, walking along the ridge and it was beautiful day, absolutely beautiful day. And, um, as I, I just walked and walked and walked and walked and walked. And then I thought, where's that way that they said, I can't see that. They, they, the, the couple had pointed us to a footbridge. And I couldn't see it. And I kept walking and walking. And then eventually I thought that I've just gone, <laughs> I must have gone past something. So I, I thought I've got to go down now. So I, I turned left to go down towards what I thought was Elmley Castle. And eventually I ended up walking through a farm. <laughs> I was actually on a public footpath, but it walked through, walked through a farm. And I didn't recognize anything. And then I came out eventually i thought i'll get onto a road and then i'll be able to get my bearings and i came to a, an an elderly couple who were sitting on a bench enjoying the sunshine and i said do you do you know the way to elmley castle and they said where oh yeah we think we've heard of that but it's like miles away <laughs> so it's like going back to the ski holiday analogy it's a bit like you know you've done that where you go you go take a wrong turn or something and then you yeah. end up something in somewhere entirely different right at the bottom of the slope and you have to get a taxi to get, get back to your hotel no i didn't so what <laughs> so i they, they said well you can it's that way they said but it's miles so i said oh that's okay it's a lovely day and so i started looking at my google maps and when I looked on Google Maps, it was going to like take me to five o'clock. This was lunchtime. It was going to take me five to five o'clock when we had a drinks meeting next door, drinks party next door with our neighbours. And I, so I, I called, I called the cavalry. I called Kiki and said, "Please come and pick me up." <laughs> said, well, where are you? I said, I "Have no idea." <laughs> but I eventually got my bearings and found something. So, <laughs> and she picked me up. But how far was the drive? Oh, it was a long way. Was it? <laughs> yes, about fifteen minutes. <laughs> it was. That's it was. Funny. Yeah, it was really. Well, that's the sort of thing, though. You know, you can just walk for miles, and and there are there are bridleways everywhere. You know, and if I'd been a bit braver, I probably instead of walking along the road to get back, I probably would have picked a bride. But I thought uh, if I do that, I'm going to get oh, just hopelessly lost. So I'm glad she came and rescued me. So we, um, we had some uh, feedback from listeners and I uh, wanted to mention a couple of them. Um, Kevin from California said that he thoroughly enjoyed episode 14, which included much from his generation. So as usual, I must have been talking a lot more than you because he's <laughs> my age. Uh, we talked about the canal system and we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute. The UK, the English, the UK canal system. Um, because on that episode we talked about that and he said that he knew through his studies at university he knew a lot about the um, UK canal system but he had never before heard the term narrowboat and uh, until he heard that until he heard that episode 
Uh, and of course, as you know, we, we've got something very special happening tomorrow, haven't we, Tony? Yes, you're going to go yeah. and pick up your boat. We are going to go and pick up our new narrowboat, Tickety Boo, which is part of our complete life change. You know, we uh, one of the things that uh, COVID pushed us to do was do something that we thought in later life, uh, much later in life we would do, and that was to move out of London and come to the country. So it pushed us to do that. And uh, I think it, from that, it was a positive development because it pushed us into a decision that we were dithering over for a long time. And now we've found this beautiful place, we've moved here, but we also realized that going on planes and traveling is probably not gonna be on the cards for a long time, if ever again for us. Um, so we, we had to find something else to do. And narrow boating is something that our family's done for a long time, right, Tony? Mm -hmm. So uh, we thought we would uh, get a narrow boat and that would be a good way of um, spending our leisure time. So uh, we're off to get her tomorrow. Uh, from a marina, Mercia Marina in Derby, and then it will take us a week to go down, go through the canal system down to where we're going to be keeping her at a beautiful marina called Dunchurch Pools near Rugby. So we're really excited about that. The other thing, I'm really excited about you coming on the boat, Tony. Me too. Can't wait. Yeah. Maybe we can do a podcast from the boat. Well, yeah, that that is going to be a little bit challenging because you know the internet connection well we'll obviously maybe have to... where the boat is actually kept will have yeah. wi-fi oh it does it does i don't know the quality of it but it does have that cool very excited so yeah really looking forward to that um it's going to be a real adventure because we don't really we've never never taken the boat out this new boat just been taken for a little run around the marina where they they have to do the helming because they're representing the cellar it's a used boat five years old it's called tickety boo um and uh uh so we don't know what how the boat will perform uh so we've signed up to the equivalent of the aa for canal boats canal rescue service we thought <laughs> That we're probably going to be making a bit of use of that. I suspect. Well, like, that like a beaver <laughs> on the stream. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so look out for pictures that we will post on our Kosho Facebook page, um, which I'll mention a bit more about in a moment. Kevin also mentioned that he used. You remember I talked about bowler hats? My dad's bowler hat on the back yeah. parts of stuff. So uh, he said he worked in banking and uh, bowler hats were still being worn. <laughs> <laughs> I think bowler hats have become cool again. But yeah, I guess they have. Where do you see them? Just all the time. Like, were you, you sort of live, you, you go in, you, you um, frequent more trendy places. I than <laughs> um i think that people uh tend to wear them in sort of like more hipster areas so you'll probably see a few bowler hats in southeast london not southeast just east um yeah they don't have the same um vibe that i mentioned on that episode 14 that is the, of sort of having this um class distinction you know that if you wore yeah. a bowler hat you were a certain you know like a banker or not anymore. Yeah, not no. anymore. No, that's the 
Uh, Kevin from California also mentioned, listening to you, Tony, that Partridge's was one of his favourite shops when he lived in London many years ago. Yeah, I loved going to Partridge's, especially when he used to let me go across the road and get the pastries. They were really expensive, though. <laughs> it is an expensive store, yeah. But it is nice. That is that, really nice. Yeah, it is nice. That's sort of obviously very different here, is that we can't go out of our front door, cross the road, and there's, a, there's shops like Partridge's there you can get you know anything from. We have to drive, you know. Miles. 15, <laughs> 20 minutes before there's civilization. You might have to start growing your own veg. You're, oh, Kik is very much talking about that. Yeah. Yeah, she wants to do that because we went to see uh, Tracy and over in Sheepscombe the other day had a barbecue in the garden, and they're really into their veg. Have you, you've seen? Have they? You have, have you seen their veg patch? No, I've only been to their house once. Well, I mean, it, yeah, it's great. We, they've given us some. We've been eating their potatoes and spring onions, and I mean, that's a lovely thing. I, I really look forward to that. Hello, Tom, in the background. Hey. <laughs> Tom making another guest appearance. He's coming to see the cat. I think he's trying to feed oh. her. Oh, yeah. She's like, no, I'm comfy. Breakfast time. Billy cat. Is that Billy cat? Yeah, it's Billy cat. Billy the bobcat. Um, yeah, no, I, I, uh, Tom and I are growing cucumbers, tomatoes, peppers, and we've got mint in the garden. And I'm at the moment, I'm propagating... Uh, an avocado and plum. That sounds lovely. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. So, so another regular listener and um, who gives us a lot of feedback is Betsy from Ohio, who said that she loves the podcast and waits anxious, anxiously for each episode. Aww, but lovely. she said, and this is where I talked about showing you the thing. She said, you need to show more of yourself and your new location. So. I have been putting some pictures up on the Facebook page, so do go and visit the Co-Show Facebook page because you will see pictures of where we live now in Elmley Castle. Hopefully, Tony will put some pictures up of where she lives because that's also lovely down in Hastings on the south coast. And we so, went cherry picking last weekend, which was awesome. Did you? Yeah, I've got some great pictures of cherry picking. We ended up with, like I said, you gave us your old cooler, like beer cooler. Yeah, on the boat, full of cherries, and I made a cherry crumble last night, and it is amazing. I've never ever made cherry crumble before. I always thought people made cherry pie, and it was so delicious. I um, love I love all crumbles, but cherry crumb crumble sounds fat fantastic. I'd love to try some. That was so good. Yeah, so so Betsy um, said, you know, we need to show more images. So we're going to, we're going to be doing that on the co-show page. I think she was also mentioning though that I was sitting in a very boring place last week because I was in the kitchen of our new house with a blank wall behind us. Well, it isn't much better today, is it? I mean, well, at least there's a couple of skylights behind my head now in the home office, but we've only just moved, moved in obviously. And we moved from a London flat into, you know, four bedroom house um with i mean and we're going around thinking what we're going to do with these rooms because we our furniture basically filled the kitchen dining room and that was it so we need to acquire furniture in order to populate the various rooms so uh, we will show pictures um, and i'll do videos and i'll put them on the um 
on the co-show page so that we have sort of some images coming going along with what we're talking about and maybe you could do the same because you could take some lovely gorgeous photographs why don't you talk about some of the photographs you've been taking locally um well my husband's a photographer and as we went into lockdown i asked if i could borrow his analog camera so i've just been taking photos of um for the whole of lockdown of uh, the area that we live in uh, which i've really been enjoying so i just you know hastings has got some beautiful woodland areas it's obviously on the sea so you know um hastings is a fisherman town um a fishing town not a fisherman town um so i've just been going around and taking photos it's quite nice it's become like a little lockdown project um but i really enjoy the process of having a film taking a film's worth of photos and waiting for it to be processed and then just seeing how they come out it's like every every film is a bit of a mystery but um, what was that that lovely um church that you you took a picture of a what was it some kind of statue or grave no it was a grave it was a gravestone wasn't it yeah well i, I i'm really interested in victorian um victorian architecture in particular churches and gravestones and stuff like that just because they're amazing like you know we, we still have um these beautiful like angel statues that have been around for like 200 years or whatever and they're they're immaculate um, but i found a church close to us called church in the wood which is obviously kind of a not a, not a traditional name and it is literally like a tiny little church in the middle of, of woodland and it's just so beautiful and um yeah just tom and i like to go down there and walk our dog mishka because uh, there's loads you know you're allowed to take dogs there and there's loads of places to walk around the church and it's just a really really pretty old church um become one of my favorite places to go well if you, will you will you put will you post a picture of that on the kosho facebook page? Yeah. that would be great and any other pictures because I, I you know you take some great pictures and it uh, it really brings brings to life what we're talking about because we have um based on feedback we have sort of decided to make a bit of a change change in what we're doing right tony yeah i think we just want to talk more about what we're connected with and what's happening in our everyday lives yeah rather than just general subjects that we think people might be interested in yeah so we want to we want to try and hook you know hook what we're talking about to what things that are actually going on in our lives and so it's you know so, so you can follow along with us and and experience something of what we're experiencing so you're still um you know we're obviously still in the covid situation um and there are, you know i'm hearing we had um a message this morning from friends of ours who actually uh, live in um yorkshire and also in in um Ken so they have a flat in kensington they also live in yorkshire they the great friends of ours we we met them many years ago in, in st lucia and since then we've we've been friends but um that they you you know london seems to be doing okay covid wise manchester um, went down into lockdown yesterday right and so so the area that i may be wrong i'm not sure if they live in yorkshire they come from yorkshire i'm not sure whether they're in yorkshire i should know that but um they're up north anyway and uh they've they've been just put into lockdown up there so they're going to they're not going to go back they're going to stay in the kensington Kensington flat but it's you know we're hearing about other areas aren't we going in going back into lockdown so that's a bit worrying well obviously like it's been quite scary to think about because you and Kit lived in Florida for a long time mm. and um 
it's been quite scary to think about the fact that Florida is like the second worst state for COVID right now. I think it's LA, Florida, um, I think still New York, and then Massachusetts, which Tom and I was, we were going to go and visit Salem in October this year. Yeah. The, the figures are just terrifying. I mean, I think that LA, the, the death rate in LA has been larger than some countries in Europe. You know, it's just bad. <laughs> really yeah. bad. And, and I think it's that people just aren't taking it seriously, are they? They're not, they're not distancing and... Well, I've of... seen videos of people in America basically refusing to wear a mask in shops because they say it goes against their constitutional rights, um, which is just ridiculous. I mean, how can you be so selfish to think that, what, you know, it's about loss of freedom and not about protecting other people around you? You know, fair enough. I understand it if you, if you don't want to take a vaccination because you don't believe in vaccinations. Fair enough. That's your choice. But actually just covering your mouth like it's not a big deal is it no it's not a big deal in order to keep other people safe and i'm i'm a vulnerable person i'm in the vulnerable category um because i have an autoimmune disease so that means that if someone's selfish enough not to wear another mask not to wear a mask themselves they're putting me at risk they're not putting themselves at risk yeah and I, it, I, I watched a video this morning with four women i don't know why they were women but four women in america that were basically kicking off because they'd gone into like a shop or a dentist or um, or something like that. And they were being asked to wear a mask and they were refusing. Yeah, it's like, beyond me. Wild. It's so, I mean, it's like the, you know, when, when we first introduced seat belts in cars and people were saying it was a, you know, a infringement of their, of their um, liberty, their freedom to make them to be made to wear a seat belt. But again, a seat belt is, is not only for your own protection, <laughs> not only for your own protection, it's for other people's protection. So, for instance, if you're in the front of the car and there are people in the back of the car not wearing their seatbelt, you're in danger because it's like, you know, if that car suddenly has to make stop at, you know, 40 miles an hour, it's like an elephant um, hitting you in the back. You know, um, that's not any saying anything disparaging about the size of anyone in the back it's just that you know at that speed a body it's hitting force, you isn't it? yeah. is, is, is going to do a, a lot of damage and probably kill you so well of course but in america they think that it's a good idea to, for everybody to well not everybody thinks this but you know a significant number of people think that it's a good idea to actually give your child a gun to take to school <laughs> well so some of them think it's a good idea to have trump as a president so. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just think it's, it, but I mean, we're having the same problem in the UK as well with um, people wearing masks. I mean, it's obviously it's, it's legal now. It's a legal requirement to wear a mask inside a shop. Um, yeah. and it's not, I mean, it's not really any great imposition. I mean, I really no, don't I mean, think you so. just wear it. When I went into, I, oh, I wasn't going to bring this up, but obviously I, I had a bit of a flare up of my autoimmune disease a couple of days ago, but when I went into hospital, I was in for 15 hours and I had to wear a mask the whole time. Yeah. Now that's, that's a commitment. <laughs> yeah. You know, 15 hours, I but bet. you're talking about like maybe half an hour for a food shop or something like that. Maybe 10 minutes if you're popping into a shop and, and what that's your commitment to making sure that you don't transmit a disease to other people. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just crazy in my opinion. No, I'm with you totally. Selfish people can be. But I have a lot of friends that are posting about it going, just wear a goddamn mask. It's not yeah. a big deal. Just put it on. 
So you're still um, going back to the sort of COVID aspects of life. You're still um, in on furlough. Yeah, I'm still furloughed. And the government, of course, are soon going to require employers here to um, start contributing to the um, money that's being paid and also at the same time bring employees back, um, you know, starting with a part-time basis. So is that going to happen in your case? I don't know. Um, I I was under the impression that it had been extended for my industry. Um, oh, you might be right. I don't know whether they're doing a sector-specific... I think I think that it's been extended for my industry because the entertainment industry is the last industry to reopen and we had some pilot events the other day and they weren't they were good they were a good stepping stone but they weren't very lucrative I don't think um and so we would still need to have government support in order to yeah not close so I think that they're going to extend furlough for um for for music venues so, um, so in so in that, in that case, you'll you will still get a not a hundred percent because you're being paid eighty percent, aren't you, of salary yeah, okay, um, from the by the government, and uh, so that will continue then in, yeah. for your industry. But other industries are going to have to start contributing. Other employers are going to have to start contributing, and there's a very big worry that when employers are asked to do that, they will simply terminate the employee, mm. and that seems to be happening in quite a big way um and there's, yeah, there's big... a big thing going on with the tate at the moment i don't know if you've seen that nope tell there's me a about big that. thing going on with the tate in london uh because they were given a people keep referring it to it as a bailout fund but it's not a bailout fund it's a relief fund um but they were they were given a relief fund of seven million i think you better perhaps just explain for our foreign listeners what the tate is oh sorry the tate is a um is an art exhibition space, um, but it's a it's a famous one. Basically, it's a historically relevant one um, yep. in London, um, right? I think considered part of the crown jewels, I guess, yeah. as is sort of like the Royal Albert Hall and and places like that. Um, and it's huge, and it boasts a huge sort of like exhibition space of very diverse um, artists. Um, but basically they were given this seven million pounds relief fund and but they'd sacked all of their staff um mm. they hadn't furloughed any of their staff so their staff have been protesting outside saying what about workers rights what about you know where's you know my family haven't had any money and they're like where's the seven million going and well, it's very very bad but i mean i don't i it's very hard to comment because I can't even imagine what the costs are on a space like that. No. So, uh, I mean, I'd, I wouldn't imagine that 7 million would go very far in terms no, of it upkeep and outgoings no. and, and stuff like that. Um, no. I mean, businesses are going to have to make very hard-nosed decisions. Um, and uh, that is usually going to mean that employees, are, you know, particularly when volumes of business, re- revenue is going to be a fraction of what it was pre covid they're going to have to let staff go you know yeah but the tricky thing with this situation is that the the relief funding is public money it's public Mm. funding Mm -hmm. um so that's i think that's where it becomes tricky because it's one thing if you're a business and you're just making tough decisions and letting your staff go but when you're you know 
I don't want to say bailout because like it isn't a bailout fund, but when you're being given a, a way out through public funding, that, that money, that funding is coming from your employees. <laughs> so it's kind of like, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough moral one. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's very, it's a tough business decision. I guess the government's view is that, you know, at least by what we what, what they want to do is not let the business go completely. Yeah. You know, there have been talks of things like, you know, the Royal Albert Hall just not being able to get through. We heard yesterday that uh, the Phantom of the Opera closed for good. You know, iconic London show that people come from all over the world to see. Gone. That'll come back. Well, but you know, this this massive relief fund that they've given. So they've given emergency funding out uh, to cultural spaces, um, which actually they opened it last Saturday and they're closing it tomorrow. Uh, sorry, they're closing it Monday at midday. Um, and it was basically for the companies that couldn't wait. Sorry, the organizations that couldn't wait until the cultural relief funding came through. So there's a, this emergency relief funding but they excluded anyone on a six anyone that had employees on a six-figure salary mm -hmm. so that literally excluded places like royal albert hall uh the roundhouse the royal opera house places like that because it's not really ethical to provide a relief fund when you've got um you know employees on sort of like three hundred thousand pounds a year yeah we've come to the end of our 30 minutes very nearly um so it's just time uh, enough for me to wrap up here and say that uh, uh thank you very much for listening and thank you for your feedback um everyone as you can tell i hope we are going to tailor what we talk about to what you seem to be interested in so do tell us what you're interested in what you like what you don't like um, and uh, don't forget to uh, to visit uh, visit us uh, on our YouTube channel where you can see us recording this. Um, sorry, we can't do snazzy things like show more than just our talking heads, but it's more of a <laughs> podcast than it is a visual thing. But we'll try and make it visual through our Kosho um, Facebook page, and we'll post lots of images there. We'll get better at that. We promise. Um, so please do uh, listen to our previous 15 episodes. This is episode 16 today. We've got 15 previous episodes. Last week we discussed religion, what each of us believes and why we believe it. That got quite interesting. We've got some interesting feedback on that. Um, so thank you. And uh, do uh, get in touch. If you go to tonyco.com, that's T-O-N-Y-C-O-E.com, you'll get to our Buzzsprout platform and you'll see on the show notes all the ways that you can get in touch with us and how you can give us feedback please do share this podcast with your family and friends do like and all the other things that people are supposed to do on social media that i know nothing about thank you very much goodbye from me in elmley castle and bye for me in hastings bye for now everyone bye.